Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album four, side two, track four, keep it together. Oh, Mark. I've been so excited about do- talking about this song. It's yeah, like, me too. It's like a forgotten gem. You know, it's not forgotten, but it's not, you know, it, it's not on any of the greatest hits collections. It's not, she only did it once, though. What, an, what a performance. And yeah. like, it sort of gets blown away because like, it, it, it's like, if it were hurricane season, this was like a minor hurricane and then Vogue comes in yeah. and like decimates the whole country. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it gets kind of forgotten, but what a great song. It it does have that unfortunate timing. I've never thought about that, that like as, as this album is waning in terms of attention and popularity and stuff and uh, and then all of a sudden Vogue just shows up like within a few months, I think, even of it really yes. um, climaxing. This was the big um, discovery for me on this re-listen for the podcast was was Keep It Together. After the drama of Oh Father and all of the darkness in the in the last couple of songs, it's just so wonderful to like, the sun is coming through the window and you know, Madonna's putting on a fedora to go out and dance in the street again. I mean, I, I feel like we haven't seen this because the the Madonna of the Who's That Girl era uh, feels very like pinched and working hard. Um, this feels like the Madonna from La Isla Bonita come back to kind of sway outside with the with the musicians. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, there's definitely a sense that she's grooving along with the track, even more than like um, the other Stephen Bray penned uh, song on this, Express Yourself, which mm-hmm. is much more driving and anthemic. This is more like we're hanging out in the kitchen and she starts singing this song and then somebody's playing the drums and everybody's hanging out and, and it is like, a, it feels like a community song. Yeah. Um, Another uh, one of those songs that va- is valuable that she did it live with musicians. Like you can feel the vibe yes. of all the musicians in the room together. Yes. On the album, it's like that. But the single version, similar to Express Yourself, um, pulled out all of the liveness of it and sort of kind of smoothed it over with like... Um, I remember when this came out and I thought, oh, it's the beat from Soul to Soul, Keep On Moving, you know? Um, so it's, oh, it, yeah, it's like, yeah. it was oh literally okay. the beat from Keep On Moving. Yeah. And then they they sort of took out all of like the kind of funky instrumentation and left the piano. So it sort of, it, it whitewashed the song in a way, you know, where it- I was just going to say, I mean, this is the most Detroit rootsy song on the record. Um, and um, I feel like it, it really is an ode to her childhood and her, um, and, and, and it's a, it's a, it's the blackest song on the album. It's funky. It really backs itself up. Um, and it really shows like 
she was listening to a lot of black music, soul music when she was a kid. And it feels very rooted in Detroit and the Motown sound. And yet she, she does that thing that Madonna does so well, which is she appropriates something and then she puts it in the Madonna blender and it becomes something fresh and her own thing. Totally. Because she never tries to be like a soul singer. Like Madonna's never going to be like a soul funky singer, but she does this thing with it that makes the sway of it is very yes, convincing. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's exactly right. She doesn't pretend to be a soul singer, but no. she does admit, she does, she does go from an instinct of what makes her move. And you can feel that in this song that yes. she could feel it in her body, you know, yeah. um, based, you know, thinking about the, the, the fundamentals or the foundation of the song, it is really built on a the opening riff of Sly and the Family Stone Family Affair, which she yeah. acknowledges when she does it on tour in the um, Blind Ambition tour. But really, that little that little rhythm yeah. guitar is exactly from Family Affair, Sly Family Stone. So it's a direct connection to that, which her and Stephen Bray said that they were doing. things first this was the fifth single off the album and it went to number eight if i'm not mistaken um and it but it was still considered a minor hit um and um i think in the in the progression of this album if we're looking again at like this is an album where she's looking back and looking forward this song totally fits into that perfectly right it totally. also it also like after oh father is a really funny flip of like in a way she's sort of like in the previous song saying you know you can't hurt me you can't get to me i'm running away from my father and then the second one is like um, I wouldn't trade any of the shit that happened in my family. You know, that was all really important to me and I love my family. And it sort of like balances it out in such a weird, not weird, in such a wonderful way. Well, and, and I think the song works on two levels because on one level, she is a fully realized woman. I mean, the, this, there's a, it's a woman singing this song. It's a woman who's writing the song. It's a very mature outlook on your life. You have perspective. So you can only have perspective with distance and age. And then she's also still the little girl. She's like, I got brothers and I got sisters and there was always mouths to feed. And there's all this kind of like, you know, um, family is gold, which is echoed later with platinum gold on, I don't, a search I find. Oh, but And nice. I love that. I, I love the kind of, of um, sweetness to what really is a, a kind of, it's kind of a wishful thinking song though too, because her relationships with her siblings are, is dicey at best. And I mean, you know, many, 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 many uh, words have been talked about the siblings. Her relationship with Chris is, Ciccone, yeah. Chris Ciccone is, is on the rise at this moment, meaning they're, they're getting closer and closer and their biggest, yeah. greatest collaborations are to come. Yes, and he had done costumes and toured with her on the Who's That Girl tour. And I think she was um, instrumental in plucking him out of kind of trouble and giving him a job and a career. Um, right. And Melanie, Melanie's the, I think Melanie is probably the healthiest. She's the oldest of the daughters. And Melanie's married to Joe Henry, um, yeah. who is, uh, becomes a Madonna, the brilliant, he's so brilliant. Civilians, get his record, Civilians, it's amazing. 
Um, but he is a brilliant singer-songwriter uh, in his own right. And he um, writes a couple of songs with Madonna. Uh, and I think that that's a really healthy relationship. Madonna's always kind of talked about um, them being kind of a haven when, you know, things have gotten too much. And then there's like Troublesome Paula. And Paula was... Um, she was trying to be a model and an actress and looks looked at that time a lot like Madonna. So there was some kind of tawdry, tabloidy attention. It's different for me. I don't know. You guys talked a little bit about what you're doing, but I, I'm trying to do something right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, and, trying, I'm trying to model. So it's hard because uh -huh. there's I'm putting myself in the same place where kind of where uh -huh. she is. So when you see Madonna uh, on stage and in all of her videos, is there just a there's a hint of envy? Or more than a hint, Paula? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, everybody wants their own level of success, whatever mm -hmm. they're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and if you don't have that in your life, it doesn't matter whether they're famous or not. I mean, you know, I have, success, I have other successful brothers and sisters, and I may be just as envious. But maybe it's not so apparent because nobody knows about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. have, have there ever been discussions about um, how the fame of your sister's is affecting the rest of the family. Do you ever talk about it? It's not really a natural power because the power that they get outside of the family tends to come home with them. Okay. You know, so whenever they come home, there's always this barrier. You have to get through the barrier. Then you can start talking to them. And it, let's face it, when you get in a situation where you're being treated, you know, really well a lot, it's really hard to put it aside and just be a person. Yeah, to get in there and wash the dishes after Thanksgiving dinner. And it's also hard right. to talk to that person as a person if they're not willing, you know, to... Uh-huh. And she's gone now. She lives in, in Detroit and works at the winery, um, Chaconi Wineries. And I have a magnet from Chaconi Wineries, and I'm always thinking, maybe I'll stop there and ask to meet Paula Chaconi. Well, you should definitely stop there if you are at all close by, don't you think? I don't drink, though, Kenny. I mean, like, why am I going to a winery oh, for the cheese? that's true. Well, I mean, for Madonna, the Madonna cheese. Yeah. I'm sure they. I'm sure they have a way to root out the Madonna fans. No, I, no doubt, no doubt, wine. no doubt. Um, yeah, and also um, her brother Martin, who we learn a lot about on Truth or Dare, or a little bit about his. He's basically troubles. a Best Supporting Actor Oscar nominee for, <laughs> that for Truth or Dare. Um, yeah. So, and and you know, and we know her relationship with her father is intense. So yeah. all of this together, yeah, I think it's really interesting. But also thinking, sorry, about yeah. her now with her family, and that this song does reflect what we I feel like is her the way she is with her children, you know, yeah. she tries to keep them together as much as possible. I mean, I think a couple of them have been like, no, but, yeah. um, <laughs> life is long. We'll see. Is, we'll see what yes, happens. We'll yes, see what happens. The, yes. Right. Well, I think they're balancing out their relationships. And I think we've talked about this before, like Lola and, um, uh, Rocco grew up in such a different Madonna era than yeah. the other kids, you know, and, and with so much more tumult um, that their relationship would naturally be a little bit more complicated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love at this point that Madonna is feeling magnanimous towards her family. And I really love that, that she's kind of made a choice. And I think she's learning how the power dynamic is going to be and how to kind of be because it's hard when you've got like lots of siblings and you're like this big thing and everybody else, it impacts everybody. And this happens, you, you hear this when people win like the lottery, you hear this when someone is in a scandal, like 
you know, a, a, a crime scandal, like how it impacts everybody in the circle. And I think she's really learning the responsibility. And I think she continues to learn over the years, the responsibility of that, not just it's their problem and they have to deal with it. Yeah, I think that, and not only that, but also if we think about where she was in her personal life, I think she, you know, she was in a marriage that was falling apart. The yeah. world around her in her professional life too was sort of coming at her. And really she recognizes, and I think this song supports, like actually at the end of the day, the only people I can really trust in only because I know them the best are my family. I love the fact that she um, still sleeps on the floor. Like she talks at this time about when she goes home to Detroit, she like sleeps on the floor like everybody else and she's yeah. not treated specially. And I think that that's also part of kind of the appeal of it. And I just think it's 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 such a fun, gorgeous song that um, I don't know, I love it. And I love the remixes of it. It's one of the few times in this era where, and the, the mixes for this are amazing because they really do, uh, get inside the bones and the meat of the song and kind of build new things out of it. In a totally. Way it's really a breakthrough in that way, in that regard. Yeah, there are several remixes and some are, some are more um, beat heavy than others, but the one that is my favorite is the one that really breaks down the bass line and then yeah. builds from the bass line. Guy up. Pratt, my buddy Guy Pratt, he's here again. Keep it together. The other night I went running to this song and um, every once in a while, I'm going to tell you all something very secretive about me. Um, I pretend like I'm in training to be one of Madonna's singers um, on tour. And so when I'm running, I will run and I'm a, I'm a, a pretty strong runner, y'all. I'm like a seven minute miler. Um, I'll run at quite the clip singing full out to see if I can sing and run that fast. Because that's that's the trick. Like, can you do yeah. both at once? And you know what? Doing that, the end of keep it together, it's really hard when you're sit, when you're running. But I did do it the other day. I sang the whole song like out, and then we, keep it together. Keep and I kept doing it over and over <laughs> and over again. And I was like, I'm gonna either pass out or I'm gonna make the final cut and get to meet <laughs> Nikki and Donna. This is a new um, kind of Madonna song, which started the first one of these was love makes the world go round yes then express yourself and then yes. this these are songs where she is not a character she is herself yes and she's talking about lessons learned or imparting to us information that may be important for our life journeys mm -hmm. and she's speaking to a crowd she's not speaking to one person and i just want to note this because this is like these this kind of song it becomes more and more a part of the Madonna canon as she goes forward, like Vogue being the next one that's a huge one like this, you know? So 
Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I wrote down nothing really matters because I feel like nothing really matters is a, is a direct descendant of this song. And I, I think about those big message songs and um, uh, I, Iconic from Rebel Heart, I think is a song that's all about the bigger things and the um, the bigger life lessons. And, and she is starting to think beyond singer-songwriter. For all of the album's intimacy, there's also these big anthems where she's like, playing to the stadiums and yep. this is definitely one of those songs that does that I, yeah. yeah i mean it this is this is the beginning of that i think she really likes doing it oh i think so too i mean i think it it, it well i think she means it and yeah. it really you know and actually i want to put over and over in this category too even though she talks a lot about herself and that she's less like um, you should do this at the, she gets to that point, you know, where she's sort of telling us what to do, but like, yeah. um, or, um, but, but, uh, it does fit in there. And yeah, I think she likes these songs a lot and it's a part of her voice. That's really important to her. It's like, I have information. I have knowledge. I must share it with you. Yeah. Help you be a better person and yeah. the world be a better place. Yeah. Um, which Rock then on. brings me to, I'm going to save my second thing for the very end, okay? Okay. Because I don't know if you'll do it or not, my question, but right. or my ask. Um, I'll do it. I'll but, do anything um, you want me to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, um, I don't even know what that would be. Um, uh, so it's not a character song for her on the album. Like, it's very much clearly Madonna, which makes it interesting then in the live performance yes. that she places a lot of character on top of it. Discuss. Well, um, first of all, it's a definitive live performance. I, I don't need her ever to sing this live again. I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's exactly what the Blonde Ambition tour needs. We'll talk about the tour and everything around that later. So basically, it's a bunch of chairs and Madonna and the ensemble kind of dressed like the clockwork orange guys. And it's a lot of Fosse dance moves with the chairs. And it's really, really cool. It's got all these formations. And I think it's really brilliant. But it, it's intricate and it's really um, show-off-y. And I think she was trying to like kind of hide behind the intimacy of the song and what she's really saying. And yeah. I think it, the, it buffers it in this really cool way. And um, I also love the the interaction they, that she has with the girls. They have kind of the whole dialogue going, which I love. Hi, hi, hi. Um, It is the first time we hear her British accent, so it's it's a, a, a warning of things to come. Doesn't um, she have kind of a faux British accent in Shanghai Surprise? Am I wrong? I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't she use a British accent? No, she no no no. Um, in SNL, wasn't she Princess Diana and oh, used you're a right. British you're right. You're right. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So it's her second time, but it's, it's a more pronounced. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting. Yeah, that she ends the show with this. And ultimately, she ends the show pretty stripped down with just saying yeah. the last part over again, keep people together, keep people together forever and ever, keep people together, you know. And, and I that, love that because it's, yes. it, it's, it's, that's the, that's what the, that's what the whole album is about. Keep people together, keep people together forever and ever. And that's really what the whole mantra of the whole record is. 
And I love that after this whole show, slowly but surely, it comes down to Madonna and us together, like ending this show with nothing else, just her and us. She's going to stop the show when she's going to stop the show singing this song yep. with her arm flexed in the air. I love it. It's, it's just genius. Here's my request for you, Mark Snyder. Will yes, you Kenny. step away from the mic and take your headphones off? And will you stand, um, you know, at the back of your room? And will you sing at full out the chorus of "Keep It Together" for us, so we can hear what it would sound like if we were running, if you were running by us on the streets of Brooklyn? <laughs> um, do you want me to run while I'm doing it, or do you want me to just stand there? Oh yeah, if you'll run, that's great. No, no, I'm not going to run. My neighbors are downstairs. All right, I'm going to do this for everyone because I love you. Um, what? Um, okay. I got to remember the lyric. (laughs) Keep it together in the family. They're reminders of your history. Brothers and sisters, they hold the key to your heart and your soul. Don't forget that your family is gold. Keep it together. Keep people together forever and ever. Keep people together. Keep people together forever and ever. Keep people together. Keep people together forever and ever. Keep people together. Keep people together forever and ever. Keep people together. Keep people together forever and ever. Keep people together. Keep people together forever and ever. Keep people together. Keep people together forever and ever. Keep people together. Keep people together forever and ever. Keep people together. Till next time. Bye. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I'd do it. No, of course I'm, actually, I had no doubt that you would do it. It's really hard to do live because no, all of the Madonna songs, because when she goes up, like anything higher, when I have to actually like really like push, I'm like out. It's really hard to sing. Live. I don't know how she sings live. <laughs>